Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Mojo Sports. This is the NFL episode where we talk all things NFL football. Um, no Taylor Swift at any of the NFL games uh, this week, so she needs no mention other than the one second I just gave her. But to kick us off, first off, we did have a, uh, a Chicago Bears player pass away uh, last week. Um, and that was a absolutely key defensive player for the Chicago Bears um, in butt case in number 51. Um, so that was kind of, you know, a, a bummer to see, but a good one uh, for the Bears. I think they kind of carried him with him through to their first win, which we will touch on a little bit later, as we know that needs some much needed attention. However, some attention that is needed before we, I know I got my hands moving. Laura's making fun of me. Before we get into our highs and lows of week five of the NFL, and let me tell you, the script again was really, really good. We have two teams that remain undefeated in the 49ers and the Eagles, and we have one team that has yet to win a game in five weeks. They are the Carolina Panthers. Let's start off quickly around the room. Jamie, I'll start with you. Where do you think Carolina can win if they can win? Um, yeah, I mean, if is the key word there, Alex, uh, I'm honestly looking at the schedule, the only game that I can see them potentially winning. And I'm not saying that to trigger you guys is the Bears game, but I don't think they will win it. I don't think they'll win it. I don't think they'll win it. (laughs) I don't think they'll win it, but if they're going to win one, I think it's the Bears game. I mean, Houston have shown that they're actually a good team this year, or a, a promising team with a good quarterback, which is, you know, it means a lot in this league. There's a lot of bad quarterbacks playing. Um, beyond that, the correct um, answer, the Packers. Chris, ah, okay. Well, yeah, true for a Chicago fan. That's fair. I will say the saints haven't really, I don't know. I had high expectations for the Saints. Maybe I just got tricked into their, uh, schedule, uh, at the beginning of the season, but they haven't really been that impressive throughout the year. So maybe something could happen there, but my answer at the moment is Chicago. Well, that's disappointing to yeah. uh, hear. Yeah. <laughs> Riley, where do you think the Panthers can get their win uh, if they can get a win at all? Yeah, look, I did have the Bears as one of mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Depends on, on what what day it is, really. Um, but, yeah, no, I'll agree with Jamie. It's either, I reckon, the Saints, because I'll 100% agree with him there that they just – haven't lived up to the hype. Derek Carr's not ne- playing nearly as well as he did in Oakland. Um, <clears throat> with Kamara back, maybe that will make a difference. Don't know. Um, in that, it'll be in that three week period though. If they don't, if the Bears don't shit the bed um, and actually get the win, I think it'll come in that because they've got Saints followed by the Falcons, followed by the Packers, all teams who have they're one of the lowest scoring bunches in the league. Um, And I think Bryce Young will just get hopefully that little bit more momentum might be able to get into a better groove and actually produce some quality football. But yeah, it'll be pushing it towards the end of the year. I think. Again, sad to see the bears are on there, but Laura, please tell me you don't have the bears. One of your teams that the Carolina Panthers could beat. I actually think it might be the Texans. 
And I like the Texans and I like CJ Stroud, but I think they have a big loss this week against the Dolphins. And, you know, Bryce Young, I think, does have the makings of becoming a good quarterback. Not sure about anyone else on his team, if they're actually ever going to learn how to play the game. But I think it's going to come soon. I don't see them going further down the board. Um, they then got a hectic few weeks, a short turnaround between the Colts and the Bears. So I think they'll be notching that on their belt with the Texans. Very interesting one to kind of put out there. You know, we have the Texans, as you said, which I think would be interesting. We've mentioned Chicago. We've mentioned New Orleans. I'm not going to say Chicago on that one because I don't think it'll happen there. Um, but I am tossing up between New Orleans and the Texans. Um, I do agree that I think the Texans could actually see um, a loss to the Carolina Panthers. Um, I do think that Carolina probably has a better shot at beating New Orleans um, because, as we've all talked about, New Orleans just have not been as impressive as they probably should be. Um, but then I'm also on the mind frame that they could actually go 0-17. Like, I'm going to back that train right there. I'm going to go. I I don't think they have it in them to win. I think they have it in them to think they're going to win. And then some stupid officiating call is going to happen. And the other team's going to go march down the field and get a field goal. That's how I think that's going to play out for the Carolina Panthers. Um, so I might back the I don't see them winning this season. If I'm wrong, great. If I'm right, even better. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of my prediction there. Moving swiftly on, um, two answers at once. We're going to go back the other direction. Laura, Eagles, 49ers. Where do you think if, again, they lose, where do they lose in their schedule? I think the 49ers, I could definitely see them going all the way. I would like to think with two Seattle games in kind of close proximity, one of the losses will be to the Seahawks, preferably in Seattle. Um, you know, we've always had the 49ers number. And I think, you know, when you get to play a team and basically what a two to three week turnaround, it's never going to really go against you all that much. Um, but besides the Seahawks, I mean, the only possible option I think could be the Bengals if, um, Joe Burrow really pulls it out, but you know, they're a little bit like a hot potato at the moment. They're on fire one minute. You can hold them in your hand for a second. It's a bit all over the place. Um, so I, you know, I might, I'm going to go all the way. They're not going to lose with the Eagles. I think they could take a loss this week. I like this team. I like the Eagles, but you know, while they've won and while I agree, that's what's important. They're five and oh, they've been some sloppy wins. There's been some sloppy performances and you can't just push another man's ass every single football game and win. You can, you can, (laughs) you just can. It works. So yeah, if I um I've got them this week with the Jets, um, but then they'll go back on a great streak after that, I think. Riley, where do you think the 49ers and the Eagles can take their loss, if at all? Uh look, I think I, I from the Cowboys game this week, I'm not sure if the Niners actually played well or if Dallas just shit bed. Um, it was actually really hard to tell. I think they weren't running the ball at all, Dallas. They could not get a ground game going, and that just destroyed their their offense. Um, I think, look, I think that Philly, they might see a loss against the Bills um, round 12. I think, the, I think the Bills are just – the Eagles have a very – 
they have Cowboys followed by the Chiefs, followed by the Bills all within a month, followed by the Eagles straight after that, and then followed by the Cowboys again. Like that is a sh- that is a big five weeks to get no losses from. So um, yeah, I'm going to say the Bills. Um, and then I would love to see the Eagles beat the Niners the week after. So they both have one. Okay. Jamie, uh, your Eagles, do you think they will uh, lose at any point? And if so, to who? Um, and the 49ers, who do you think they will lose to, if at all? Yeah. Uh, I'll start with the Eagles. Um I thought the second half of the Rams game this past week was hugely, hugely encouraging, uh, just considering the, the way that they're built, um, i.e. targeting that middle of the field, those little 10 yard throws, dink and dive kind of things. Um, Cooper Cup, Puka, uh, and Sean McVay, they're perfectly uh, set up for that. But the fact that they were able to hold them to 99 yards in the second half was really encouraging. Um, I don't think the Jets are going to beat them. I'm not going to comment. Um, just going to leave it there. Um, uh, the Dolphins scare me. I think we'd beat the Cowboys. I, I'm going to go Dolphins, but beyond that, I think the Bills is a really interesting one. Um, and then on the flip side for the Niners, um, I actually quite like Laura's. Uh, Laura, you said you thought that the Bengals could beat the Niners in a, mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, I, th- I, I actually do quite like this. I think that you know we saw we saw the Bengals wake up a bit. You know, and it wasn't against like the higher echelon of teams in the league, but this felt like it was a must win game. They showed up. We were joking last week uh, about Jamar saying that he's always open and stuff. And, you know, look what happened. He, he was open. Um, so I, I, I do like the Bengals here. Um, beyond that, if the Bengals don't beat them, I'm going to have to go the Eagles as the only other opportunity. Um, but the NFL is weird, you know, like, I remember what the Eagles were 11 or 12 and 0 last year. Um, and then we tripped up against Washington, you know, so all it takes is like one off day. So it's, we'll see what happens. That's right. It, it only takes one off day and, and I'll quickly get mine in. I think the Eagles are going to lose to the Chiefs in week 11. Um, I think coming off a of bye week, I don't think that's always been the best for them, um, especially since they haven't been playing stellar football. To be perfectly honest, as you know, Riley and uh, Riley, I think attested to. Uh, there's only so many butt pushes, or maybe Laura, you said it. There's only so many butt pushes you can do in a game, um, and I firmly back that one. I do believe that it's getting a little ridiculous. However, it seems to be working in their favor for them. So you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Right, uh, 49ers. I'm going to go bold and sit on the other side of my Jaguars prediction and say, I don't think they will lose. That's going to be my prediction there. I don't think they will lose. I think they may be the only team to remain undefeated. Um, I think even when they play sloppy, they still play well, which is always fascinating to see. Um, And they can sometimes pull it out out of nowhere. George Kittle, why'd you have to go and have yourself a game, sir? I put you on my bench for fantasy, so that was disappointing. But, hey, it is what it is. That is football. Um, Moving into week five and our highs and lows, quickly running through uh, the wins and losses. 
kicking us off with what was Thursday night football in the U.S. Friday morning football here with a very impressive win. Well, score-wise, maybe not so much the second half, but 40-20 Bears win over Washington. We had uh, Jaguars over the Bills in New, uh, New York, excuse me, in London. Um, we all know that's Jacksonville's home ground, and that's one of the only places they can win. So that was good to see. We had Atlanta over the Houston uh, we had Detroit over Carolina, Indiana over Tennessee, Miami over the Giants, New Orleans over New England. Uh, we had Pittsburgh over Baltimore, Cincinnati over Arizona, Philadelphia over L.A. Uh, Rams. We had the Je- uh, the Jets over Denver. Yeah, I am reading that right. We had the Chiefs over Minnesota. San Francisco absolutely demolished the Cowboys and a very pitiful game of uh, Las Vegas winning over Green Bay. Riley, you can kind of kick us off. What was your highlight of week five and maybe your low light um, for week five? I mean, obviously the Bears getting getting that win. Um, you know, as long as the Panthers stay trashy, then that first round, first overall pick still ours. Um, that That's probably up there with my one of my highs and the Bengals getting on the board, Jamar Chase having a great day, Burrow actually getting – um, some decent completions, some yards, getting him actually moving, not just a stationary object. Um, that is probably my highs. And then my lows, look, the Packers-Raiders game, what a terrible way to end a football week. Like it was just, it was, it was just terrible football. Um, yeah, that'll probably be my, my low of the round um i'm gonna jump in here just because i want to piggyback off uh your high of the week because it was also my high of the week um hopefully nobody hears this but i did not get much work done on friday morning watching the bears play washington uh because i got very very excited (laughs) at the fact that we were winning uh we remained winning uh with a little bit of a scare my only uh criticism might be consistency uh from our defense it doesn't appear that the bears do well with a halftime so if we could just continue the game for the full length without a halftime that'd be great that seems to work in the bears favor um and it was nice to see chase claypool get out of there um i don't think he was great for the team and dj moore and justin fields keep doing what you're doing because it looks good from where I'm sitting right now. It looks good. Um, I'm happy with that as a Bears fan. Um, my low, um, some disappointing games, um, some lackluster games. However, I think uh, the NFL maybe needs to take ownership of this one, but I'm going to pull out the officiating in the Kansas City-Minnesota games. I do not understand how you can have three obvious penalties or maybe two very obvious penalties and one that's a bit half and half. We know it's a penalty when you take your helmet off. We know there was uh, pass interference uh, in the end zone. Um, and for the officiating to convene, for the officiating to go and turn that over and to have no kind of VAR or, you know, back in New York kind of check in there, I think you hate to say referees make or win a game, like make or break a game, but we always talk about it in sport. It's always a thing. Referees broke that game for Minnesota, um, which is disappointing to see. I think the officiating does need to be better across the board. I have had complaints on officiating uh, this season. Um, so disappointed in those three clear obvious penalties for football fans. <laughs> um, we all know that those are those suck. Um, but games like that, that's not how you want to lose. Um, you want to make sure you're losing on your ability to play football, not on the fact that, you know, 
it's Kansas City and, you know, the refs probably want to go home. Has, so, has there been any addressal about that? Sorry to interrupt, Alex. Has there been any addressal from, I don't know, the NFL officiating team? I haven't seen anything come out. Um, Riley, Laura, correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't seen anything as far as officiating um, saying they were wrong. The only time I've ever seen the VAR system come out with they're wrong is talking about, I think it was like an Arsenal-Liverpool game recently, and they're like, oh, we got the offsides very, very yeah, wrong. Tottenham, Sorry. The Tottenham, Liverpool game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't think the NFL is probably, I don't think their officiating group is probably brave enough to come out and go, are bad. Um, so I think they might just kind of leave that one and you probably won't see those officials in another game for a little bit. Um, that'd be my, my point there. Um, Laura, your high and low from the week. Your I'm going to start with my lows. The first, well, the first low was obviously the fact that Seattle was on a bye this week. At least we went into the bye week with a fantastic win Really happy to see how this group, how this defense is coming together. Um, but I don't know. I kind of agree with you, Alex. A lot of luck, lackluster games this week. A lot of, you know, receivers with putting up huge numbers, but, you know, teams that aren't actually able to win games. We saw it with the Bills in London. We saw it just across the board with Jefferson. Um, one thing interesting that I want just mentioning about that. This whole international game thing and the fact that Jacksonville have been in London now for a few weeks, I'm not sure how I how, what I think about that. It almost feels like they're getting a little bit of an advantage being able to adjust, obviously, to the times, to the training, to the facilities, to the excitement and grandeur of playing um, the way that they're playing. So a little bit, I left a bit of a salty taste in my mouth, which is, I think, you know, help them get that win over the Bills. Um, but highs of my week has to be Jamar Chase's performance with the Bengals. We needed that from Cincinnati. I think um, if everyone follows Bleacher Report, they put out these little animated videos at the end of each week. And they talked about this week how Joe Burrow had kind of gone to quarterbacks who suck anonymous, um, you know, and he was sitting around there with a few of the other quarterbacks complaining about how, how much he's just has it having a year. But no, it was a fantastic game. Great to see Jamar get those um, yards, get those touchdowns. And, you know, good to see another good game from CJ Stroud. Not the greatest quarterback rating, but I think he is holding his own. And I'm really excited to continue to watch him. And yeah, good things, but still a lot of lackluster games. But we'll see what happens week six. We're seeing some young talent excel this year in the NFL. We are seeing some young talent not do very well in the NFL this year. Um, not to mention any by name, but Mac Jones seems to be struggling there in New England. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, just a little bit. Um, I, you know, I've never seen uh, Bill Belichick look so pale standing on the sidelines. But uh, Jamie, what would be your high and low for Week Five? Yeah, well, I'm actually really glad that you brought that up, Alex, because that's where I was going to go. I remember last week we we touched on it as a group, guys, like this idea of. Um, what's going on with Belichick, you know, in the sense that, you know, the Pats haven't been prepared for pretty much any game this season and they get completely shut out by a team that we started the podcast saying that we weren't that impressed by um, from what we've seen the season so far in the New Orleans Saints. Um, I don't know if it's a high or a low. I don't really know where to put it because I don't like wishing downfall on any sporting great and Belichick is a great regardless of what's going on this year. You know, you can love him or hate him, but what the man has been able to accomplish is incredible. Um, I mean, what well, he's only, I think, what, 30 or not 30? Is it less than 20 odd wins away from the win record, isn't he? Something like that. So anyway, to get to get close to that is incredible. 
Um, screw it. I, as a high, I'm going to go thank you, Niners, just in the sense of clearing some space in the NFC East, giving um, the Cowboys their second loss, rubbing a bit of the veneer off their uh, their start to the season in terms of, oh, wow, this team's a genuine contender. They're not. I really don't believe they are. Dak isn't going to be the quarterback who's going to win you a Super Bowl. He's not. It's it's not like he's not. It's not. It's not like a giant situation where, I mean, look, I don't like Daniel Jones, but he's got no time to throw the ball. Whereas you know, Dak's got protection. He's just making bad decisions, and we've seen this for years and years. I don't know why the defense still remains for Dak. Um, so I'll, I'll give it to the Niners, and I'm impressed with Brock Purdy again. Something that we touched on last week. He's so. I, it's it's the opposite of Dak Prescott. You know, I like his decision making. He went 17 to 24 for like just over 250 yards, four touchdowns. It's it's it, it, it's a funny one. I get it. You know, he's got the uh, he's got the arsenal around him. He should do well, but you've you've got to actually still produce. Uh, in terms of a low light, um. Ah, it's a tough one. Ah, actually, no, I know where I'm going. Anthony Richardson going down. I love Anthony Richardson. I just want him to stay healthy. I just want to watch him play. I love Shane Steichen and the Colts. Um, and don't get me wrong, Gardner Gardner Minshew is a cool dude, but I prefer to watch Anthony Richardson be playing week on week. And a great piece of news coming out from the Colts. Uh, Justin Taylor got paid. New three-year deal, $42 million. So good to see he'll be back on the field. I'm sure fantasy uh, football fans will be happy with, with that one. No, I have his backups. Uh, oh, well, uh, you know uh, what? Uh, Do some moving. <laughs> and he got 26 points. Mm. Taylor got like five. Yeah. Were you playing Zach? Wait, you bent Zach Moss? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get. I get why. I get why. Mm, well, it is what it is. Um, to kind of finish off week five and the NFL, again, a bit of a lackluster week, but, you know, storylines can't always be interesting, as we've seen through through television shows. So I guess the NFL needs to take a quick dip in, in their writing uh, to make it more interesting coming back for week six. Trades. We've seen a couple happen already. Um, we saw Jefferson kind of get traded to... Um, the Falcons, uh, which I thought was an interesting one, uh, from the char Rams, Chargers, Rams, Rams. Um, yep. <laughs> um, injured player who's now taking up a spot with the Falcons, but that's fine. Um, a couple players that kind of may be interested in a trade or people could trade: uh, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Devonte Adams. Uh, Quentin Sutton and Butter Baker are just a couple that I stumbled across um, as far as players that, that we could see traded before the deadline. Um, Laura, I'll, I'll start with you. Anyone that y- you kind of might see being traded before the deadline, any kind of big major moves teams might make? I definitely mentioned Corton Sutton. You know, I think that's definitely a guy that I think a few other teams will be shopping around for. I mean, not hard to kind of pick that one up. I have a Minnesota in a really interesting situation because Kirk Cousins is obviously a free agent at the end of this year. Um, And, you know, if I was them, I would be starting to explore some options, especially if they lose again this coming week. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if that's a name that I hear ending up on the block in a little, 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 not too long. Well, if you could trade him anywhere, where do you think they'll send him? Patriots. Ooh, 
Ooh. I like that. Yes. Ooh, okay. Yes. All right. We've got uh, Kirk Cousins potentially being traded to the Patriots. Uh, Riley, could you imagine if we get all these right? Riley, who do you see kind of going up on the on the trade block there, and and where do you see them potentially ending up? Yeah, look, um, Kirk was on my list, and I think you know Jamie was just half mumbling Jets there as well um, as a decision as a potential landing spot. I just don't think that they will. I just don't think they'll risk it now that they're with. Now that they're with Wilson, um, you know, they're kind of riding with him. If they don't get it, Rogers is coming back next year. He'll be healthy. Like, it'll be like a restart pretty much. It's not like they were almost at the end of the season and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I'd like to see Kirk go somewhere like like Patriots. I think that's who Belichick needs. It's like a true passer. will run even though he can't. Will run if he has to and when he can. Um, you know, the Patriots just had their – they were the worst losses in Belichick's career, both of them. So um, – and I would I, – I heard, you know, Cortland Sutton, but apparently Jerry Judy's there as well, apparently. So I'd love to see Denver just, like, fire sale everybody. <laughs> Like you get a player and you get a player and you get a player. <laughs> and and I like I rate I rate Cortland Sutton like he was a top I wanna say first round pick like two years ago. He might have been like at round two or three, but he's a sol- he was a solid wide receiver. Um big, he's quick, you know, he just you know, with Jerry Judy coming onto the scene, I think he lost a bit of the spotlight. But um yeah, I think you could see them moving somewhere like the Texans or somebody like that, a young player established enough to work with CJ Stroud, but not so old that you're worried that he's going to break like chalk. Very valid point. Very interesting uh, landing spots there. Um, I actually kind of bagged that decision with uh, Denver. I wouldn't be surprised if they just went, and we're getting rid of everybody for half price. Um, (laughs) So, um, Laura put something very interesting in the chat, so I'm going to jump on this one because this was kind of my pick. Derek Henry. I would not be surprised if we see his name on the block uh, for a trade. Laura mentioned Miami for him. I don't know. I don't think they need him in Miami. I was thinking more Vegas or potentially Houston. Those were kind of the two that I was Yes, their running back is out now. However, I just don't think that they'll send him to Vegas. I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. That's I, I'm, I'm going to go either um, te- uh, Texans or I'm going to go. Who was my? Who was my second one? I've now lost it. Texans and da, 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 da. Vegas. Did you say Vegas? Yeah, you said I said Vegas. Vegas. I did yeah, say yeah. Vegas. Yeah. And I'm telling myself, no, he's not going to go to Vegas. No. Stop typing in the chat. You're throwing me. There. We got there. <laughs> he's not going to Miami is what I'm trying to say. I think he's <laughs> going to go to Vegas or the Texans. That's my pick for Derrick Henry, but I would not be surprised if you see a big guy like him go. I think uh, the Titans might be looking to reshuffle some things moving into next year. Jamie, to kind of round us off, who do you think is going to be up on that uh, trade block? And um, where do you think they'll end up? Um, I've got a couple 
names. I think the first one is a bit like what we were all just talking about with Denver's potential fire sale. Could we see Carolina try and bottom out even further? Uh, maybe Brian Burns. We know that there was uh, interest in him from the Rams last year. Apparently they offered two firsts and a second. Um, you're probably not going to get that exact same package again because, you know, the Rams were a bit uh, crazy with how much they decided to start offering around all their firsts and seconds. Um, but yeah, Brian Burns is a really talented player in terms of where he could go. Who needs an end rusher? For some reason, my head's going Dallas. I know that they've already got a great pass rush, but you know, you lo- we like to see these teams with, with talent already stack it up even further. Look at the Niners, look at the Eagles in the last couple of years. Uh, and Dallas knows that at the end of the day, they're going to have to contend against these teams in the NFC. So potentially there. Um, in, the and the other idea I had was I'm not sure if this will happen now because not just saying that this week was the only most important week to decide how the future of their season's going, but Devontae Adams in Vegas. Like I'm sure there's a team somewhere that would love a star receiver like him, and it doesn't look like him, you know, matching himself uh in Las Vegas has has worked well over the last couple of years. Um Josh McDaniels hasn't been the best of coaches. I don't know if I trust their quarterback situation with Jimmy much more than Derek Carr last year. I don't know. It, it, it would be interesting to see if, if someone would make a move for him uh, in terms of a team that he could potentially go to. Chargers, Rams? I feel like he could go to any t- either team in LA. That's really interesting, actually. Chargers, Chargers, mm-hmm. is re- especially now that Mike, Mike Williams is out, mm-hmm. actually. That's a really mm-hmm. good point, Alex. I like that. I really Thank like you. that. <laughs> um, I, I find it funny that the Panthers have apparently been asking for a star receiver. And I get it, you know, you, you, they wanted to go get their guy. And so they traded away DJ Moore. But it's funny that, you know, you had your receiver and now you got rid of him and you're asking for another one. So where are we going? Um, yeah, I'll go Chargers. I actually really like that, Alex. That's my one. Oh, that's your uh, one. Cool. Well, I guess we'll, we'll kind of see if any of these pan out. There's some bold predictions for sure. Kirk Cousins, you know, could end up in New England by the end of the season. Vonda Adams could end up in Chargers. Uh, Derek Henry could be wearing who knows what kind of color. Um, but yeah, as per usual, football is unpredictable. It's fun. It's uh, ridiculous sometimes, but uh, that's football. That's why I love it. But uh, we will catch you all for a, a recap of week six.